I figured I had 30 minutes to spare, but before I even start babbling on for that amount of time, I figured I should mention the sponsors of this podcast, and the first one being Spotify for Podcasters. Now, for those of you who don't know or who are eager to become podcasters, I highly recommend Spotify for Podcasters because it's one of the few platforms that allows you to record a podcast episode and then distribute it across multiple platforms without having to do it individually. It's that simple. You just simply record yourself, publish it on the Spotify for Podcasters app, and within minutes, you'll see your podcast distributed across other platforms like Apple, Spotify, Lisbon, CurioCaster, PodFreeze, and even the second sponsor of this podcast, which is Fountain. Now, Fountain is a podcasting app that allows you to listen to your favorite podcasts. But what differs it from other podcasting apps is that it is a part of the podcasting 2.0 model that allows you to earn Bitcoin or even send Bitcoin to your favorite creators. That's right. In addition to being able to uh, support your favorite creators via the Lightning Network, you can actually earn Bitcoin in the process of listening to them. So basically, in short, you're being paid to listen to stuff you already enjoy, which is fucking awesome if you ask me. And so is the subject of this episode, which revolves around an anime I've kind of... I wouldn't say I've debated, because I wasn't really sure how I felt about Helsing. And when I'm talking about Helsing, I'm talking about the original 13-episode 2000 series. Which I was, um, which I had a greater appreciation for, as opposed to the Ultimate series. Which, I mean, obviously, I think any, but it's a, it's not really debatable as to how overly stylized that series was. Although, in, I've seen a few video YouTube video analysis titled, where they explore deeper elements in regards to that series, and I can respect that. However. If you ask me, I mean, regarding the animation, the art style, and just the way the violence is handled, the over-stylized fashion gives it a pornographic element. Then again, I haven't seen all the Ultimate series. I've only seen a few episodes, and if I ever do decide to see it, I'll probably have a much more nuanced opinion regarding the purpose of it. But that's not what I'm talking about in this episode. This episode revolves more around the fourth episode of the 2000 Helsing TV series, which sadly was only 13 episodes. I don't know the whole story behind that. I just, but I, from what I'd learned was that the final villain of the series was just totally made up and non-manga related. I don't really know how much of this series is based off the manga, aside from the first episode, the first two episodes, but I don't know, the first three episodes actually. But the fourth episode was always interesting to me because it obviously, the fact that the show takes place in the year 2000, which was when the internet was becoming incredibly popular, and I'm not referring simply to the idea of Y2K, but just the idea of the internet having a sense of freedom probably excited and terrified a lot of people. And I'm only talking about this stuff in regards to the people who have seen the Helsing Animates series, or at least are curious about the series, because I'm sure it's shown up on their radar. And even if you're not an anime fan, I think an episode that focuses on the early stages of the internet and how it gave people an immense amount of power, both in a positive and negative context, is something worth exploring. Because the subject of the episode revolves around the internet and a website showing snuff films, which... I mean, I'm sure plenty of people can still be horrified by, given the the other dark subject matter that the internet harbors. 
like child pornography or even websites where you can buy drugs on the dark web. But in the case of this housing episode, it revolves around snuff films, the idea of innocence, and even the idea of how information is distributed. Because I don't, I mean, obviously, if you've seen the episode, the journalists who were, who were broadcasting the snuff films and the, as a result of the source that was providing them, so that way they could create, generate exciting content, is revolting. But the fact that the people involved in trying to stop it also want to suppress it does make me think about this idea of, of innocence. And the people I'm talking about are obviously the Helsing Organization and, and the, the head of the organization, Sir Integra Wingate Helsing. I love saying her full name because even though I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Helsing fan or even crazy about the anime, I always thought that she carried this presence of respectability within her strong her strong her role as a strong woman throughout the series and I do like that. I liked her stoic presence and her calm collected nature so much that I don't I and I also like that there was something about her that made her more oper, operative in the morally gray area. Especially with the fact that she makes a statement in the episode regarding the snuff films and the fact that in the footage that showed an insignia of her organization, hence risking the possibility that the public would know about the Helsing organization, which is really basically like a secret intelligence op, you know, infiltration unit that operates in the British government. But obviously, she and the government have decided that it's best that the public don't know about them. And she says the public was never know our existence. And it may, it just makes me think about the idea of innocence as. What if you were to, it makes, and, well, God, I'm losing my train of thought here, but I guess I compare it to that, that statement that ignorance is bliss. What if innocence is really ignorance? Because when you think about it, I think anybody who has grown up, anybody who's grown up or just grown into adulthood can probably think of, of the more innocent times of their of their life and how it, it was much more simple. But you can also say that innocence itself is a fig, form of ignorance. Because there's a certain point where you realize not only that the universe doesn't revolve around you, but also the universe doesn't give two fucks about you, happy or sad. And I know that isn't necessarily the most positive truth to convey, but it is very true. I mean, even if you're born into a relatively decent life, somewhere, sometime, you know, at the same time, some person has been born into circumstances significantly less fortunate you, less fortunate than you, but not because they did anything wrong. I mean, obviously they couldn't have done anything prior to their birth, but the fact that there were events that transpired and affected the circumstantial results of their existence beyond their own comprehension. And the same can be said about your life. Again, though, it's that sense of that in innocence, that sense of simplicity that operates as a form of ignorance. And when Integra says that the public must not know about it, it also just makes me think about the newscaster in that episode because she had also been featured in the second episode of the series and she witnessed not only a, a vampire, but she also witnessed 
the horrific killing of a vampire right in front of her, where basically the vampire tried to assault her, but one of the members of the Helsing organization blew her head off, blew the head off, and it exploded right on top of her, basically the blood getting all over her, almost like as it destroyed all her innocence. And there's a moment where one of her, her supervisor in the news room says, I understand that you wanted to do a story on snuff films, but the idea of vampires, come on, you're basically scaring the stockholders. Now, she doesn't necessarily say anything. In fact, she has like a brief pause where she's looking in the mirror where she's just look, She's just remembering the, the trauma of that event. And I guess you could say that's meant to give her a more empathetic interpretation. It doesn't justify the fact that she profited from what, from making the snuff film subject into a news story rather than revealing what was going on or who was providing her with that information. But I guess it destroyed her innocence in the sense that she no longer believed in whatever traditional societal morals she was taught because there is a a loaded term that was used in this episode that really struck me, and that's the subject of man's law and who decides what really is man's law when you think about it. And it was Friedrich Nietzsche, my favorite philosopher, not so simply for his ridiculous mustache and his notion of a Superman, but his way of approaching the idea of morality, because he never regarded himself as an immoral person. He regarded himself as an amoralist. Where I mean, I guess the best way of framing it is that if you were to ask him for moral advice, you would say, the fuck do I know? I can't sit, I don't speak German, but I'm sure if it was to be said in German, it would probably come off as badass sounding. But either way, he's basically saying there's no really objective way of determining what's ultimately right and wrong. I mean, there are some things that well, we can be empathetic and resistant towards participating in, but it doesn't change or allude to the fact that the idea of that the societal notions of morality that we live and abide by are just simply social constructs that we've basically agreed to because they play to the incentives that help us function in a much more civilized fashion. But it doesn't change or allude to the fact that at the end of the day, they are just simply willful decisions that we've embraced because we have the comfort to abide by them. Hell, even that scene in The Dark Knight when the Joker is being interrogated by Batman I mean, it's debatable because even some people feel that in that scene, it's the Joker that's interrogating Batman because he's not really saying anything in that scene. He's just listening to the Joker. Almost in a way where he obviously agrees with him. I mean, it's, I think it's a fair bet to say he's agreeing with him. But the idea that there are any objective or universal truths is becoming more and more absurd, especially in these current times where people are losing more and more faith in the very institutions that they used to have faith in as a sense, or as a moniker for a sense of order, justice, morality, or just common civility. I mean, fuck the fact, I never would have thought that I would, that the FBI or CIA had some deeper connection to Charles Manson, as opposed to him being some crazy fanatical religious cult leader. But again, it just, just brings the question of man's law more on trial and what it really means. And that's even further exemplified in the end of the episode when after the newscaster has been 
has been caught as has the corrupt housing officer who was basically feeding her and giving her was profiting from giving her all those snuff that snuff film footage to make a new story out of. It really put that notion of man's laws put to the test when when after uh, Integra says she should be tried by the London police, she kind of smiles because she figured, you know, she's, I mean, she's a newscaster. God knows what she makes. She could probably afford a lawyer that could get her out of that or at least stall for enough time to build a decent defense case. But then Integra turns the script and says, but I don't think man's law is fit for her. Just goes to show you just how subjective and relative the idea of man's law is. Now, do I abide by what her decision was? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, I guess like Nietzsche myself, I guess I'm not the best person to ask for moral advice. But again, watching Alucard be quasi-evil, as he always tends to be, is always entertaining. And that, good, that shot of his eyes under the steampunk glasses does look pretty cool. But aside from my own taste for nostalgia, that is really one of the most interesting things about that Helsing episode that gripped me because innocence is very fragile. And I mean, when you look at it, there's only a certain there's only a certain amount of time children can retain their innocence before it truly disappears. And well, I'm just talking about normal children. I'm not talking about children that engage in the kind of psychopathic acts where they're not able to truly understand what hor- the horror of what they did. Like when, like say, a child hurts an animal or hurts another child in a way where it's almost it feels like an anomaly. But I'm just talking. I'm just talking about children who don't, who just want to enjoy what what little time they have to enjoy their innocence. Oh man, I mean, this is a difficult subject for me to discuss because I feel like I'm learning more about this idea and exploring it because the idea that innocence itself operates as a form of ignorance, it's almost like when parents try and protect children, it's like they're purposely lying to keep them safe from the darker truth they've had to learn over the course of their transition of their childhood into adolescence and then to full on adulthood. Again, that's just my take on how this episode is very fascinating and I think highly underrated because I think it explores these subjects in a way where it's very subtle and I doubt even back then the creators of the show fully understood what they were really tackling when it came to the internet because I mean this is the this show came out in the year 2000 and this was during the time when the internet was really booming and opening the window for a lot of great and terrifying things. And this, and I can attribute this also to something I said in an earlier episode by the podcaster, the Marine and the U.S. Marine and journalist Andy Stomp, who said that the great thing about the internet is that you can you can get any easily access anything. And the worst thing about the internet is you can easily access anything. Where he basically pointed out that the internet operate no, the accessibility factor of the internet is really the kind of double-edged sword that operates in a way where it can lead us to a greater understanding of truth or even a greater misunderstanding of truth, which is all really based off perception. And you can take morality into the subject as well because morality 
in many ways is just basically an invented con is an invented construct. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be some moments where we have a greater certainty of why we, we don't want to do anything. I mean, I agree with Nietzsche that you should try and create your own sense of morality as opposed to abiding by the herd morality that Western society has imposed upon you. But at the same time, there are just some things you obviously you will never want to participate in, even if they are relative. I mean, nobody wants to engage in rape, child pornography, or even the kind of psychopathic behavior that that is unwarranted or even unprovoked. I don't know how to really approach this subject any further other than the idea of innocence because, again, this is a show that tackles... This is an anime that I don't know if I could ever say it's great or not. I'm re-watching it right now, and I've already finished the episode I'm discussing. And I probably will give a review of it, because I always felt that in watching the series from beginning to end, I never got... I never attained a sense of closure, because it's one of those animes that I don't know if it really knew where it was going. I don't know if it was canceled because obviously I just, I mentioned earlier in the beginning of this recording that they changed the main antagonist of the series into someone entirely different. And I don't know if it's because they knew they were going to be canceled and they had to rush it. It's hard because the show approaches its dark subject matter in a very subtle and very meditative way. Like, it's just going with the flow of what it is, almost like it's embracing the nihilistic uncertainty of its own narrative. I guess that's the best way to phrase it, because the, I mean, the villain of the, of the manga is a Nazi leader, and even though the show does allude to the, organiza- the Nazi-based organization of the manga, and I'm talking about the 2000 series, it doesn't seem like it... A, it ever went through with that. And then it used that to expand on deeper elements within the plot of a conspiracy within the British government. Again, I have to re- I'm still re-watching the series, and maybe I will do an entire review of the series, short as it was, because I, I will always feel that I never really finished how, how I personally felt about the series. I've had it for... And I've had the DVD collection, which was relatively dirt cheap at the time for... God, how many years? 2007, so yeah, 16 years I've had this show. And I just feel that I need to complete it to give myself that sense of closure because as much as I enjoyed the edginess of the Ultimate version when I first saw it back then, over time and watching small traces of it just out of curiosity, I just feel that it borders more on a pornographic entertainment aspect that it can easily turn, I mean, excite a lot of stereotypical anime fans as opposed to the more intellectually curious anime fans that will sooner watch something like a cowboy, something that is similar or in the spirit of Cowboy Bebop, Steins Gate, Psychopath Season 1, or, oh, what's another great anime? Evangelion. Anyway, those are my thoughts on the episode... Episode 4 of Helsing, and as stupid as this makes me sound, but at least I'm admitting it, I don't really remember the title of the episode. But anyway, I'll probably put it in the description, and uh, 
I hope you all enjoy this episode of Open Door Films. I hope you learned or took something from it of value because I do feel that with every recording, I at least hope that I can reach some viewers and intellectually stimulate them enough to start thinking about the things I'm discussing in a way that gets them curious. And if anybody ever wants to reach out and have a podcast episode to discuss some things regarding film, TV shows that I may or may not be interested in or may have already seen, please feel free to reach out because my contact information, my social media handles are down below. And uh, yeah, I do want to admit a small fuck-up I made. Apparently I did forget about the Bitcoin buying links that I mentioned in prior episode recordings because I apparently didn't post them on some of the descriptions. But rest assured, it will be on this one. And uh, aside from my babbling and the admittance of my own fuck-ups, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And uh, till next time.